Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Yo, what's up? It's your man. Ike Jones back in here, man. The A-Man Corner. We're rounding the A-Man Corner. Of course, of course, of course. I got my guy Paul and I got Kenny. Um, guys, it's here. Transfer portal season. Before we get into transfer portal, let's lie. I, 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 I ain't going to be no hater. I ain't going to be no hater. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. Hey man, it was a it was a it was a tough game. Uh, another backup quarterback. <laughs> look, look, man, look, what? look, listen, 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 what? listen, listen, Linda, listen, <laughs> listen, Linda. No, nah, it was a tough game in the sense that another backup quarterback came in and Georgia wasn't prepared for him. I was up in the press box working, and um, he did come in looking good. Yeah, he came in looking like Joey B two point I mean, uh, and everybody in the whole stadium knew he was going to throw the ball, and they couldn't stop it. So. You know, it was one-dimensional, but at the same time, Georgia won by 20. Uh, the game itself really seemed closer than that. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, it, it seemed closer than that. LSU had a couple times where they could have, uh, like, I got my notes over here. I think Georgia stopped them on a fourth down when it, they could have taken it down to, I think, 13 uh, or 10. It was it was a close game. And uh you know, hats off to LSU. They got a really good team down there, and apparently a lot of those guys are coming back. So, uh, Booty, which that's how they were pronouncing his name at the at the game. They, it's not they, they 100% were saying Booty the entire game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I think that's yeah, his, think his pronunciation now. I think that he, he finally came out in his third year and was like, yo, my last name is Booty. And they were like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, my, name, my, yeah my, my, my last name is Booty. Yeah, my last name is Booty, y'all. Y'all could just start <laughs> calling me that. So no more Boutte. Uh, Booty is coming back. And then they got like a, a good little squad coming back, man. So LSU is uh, always going to have talent, man. Like, let's yeah. let's be clear. Uh, they were wasting talent down there for years. Um, so well, we talked about it. Yeah. You know, Brian Kelly comes down. He locks down that state, man. I, I think they got a really good shot of continuing in that in the SEC West. So good props to them, yeah. man. But Georgia moves on. Georgia moves on again. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they didn't lose. <clears throat> I don't need a chip on their shoulder. 
No, nah, they, <laughs> they were getting in regardless to the playoffs. So now they were definitely going to get into the playoff, even with a, a a loss in that game. But it it is good to see them finish the deal this time. Um, and also good to see Bama fans uh, have their little whatever hopes they had dashed. Uh, yeah, did they really? Did they really think? No, there were Bama fans who legitimately thought that they were going to make it, and it was ridiculous. Wow. I listen. Don't ask me to explain the logic. I just know that it was getting floated. I mean, you saw the little graphic that they were putting yeah, out there. Man. It's like, do this, then do this, then do this. And oh, this thing happened. It's like, come on, guys. Let's be I serious. I saw, I think it was Shannon Sharp was like, you look at, uh, throw all the records away and just look at the quality of play. They're the top four. See, I was like, how do you want to throw the record? Like, that's how you measure the quality success. of play was was not great the whole season. So let's be clear. Bama fans, and I say this on Twitter, Bama fans spent the entirety of the season telling you how terrible this team was this year. Yeah. How they yep. hated both of their coordinators. Yep. And then the last week of the season trying to convince everybody they were one of the top four teams in the country. That shit's wild. That that is a hundred percent wild because you're a hundred percent accurate. That's exactly what they did. They wanted to get rid of BOB so bad, Ike. Yeah. Like they were trying to pawn him off to whichever team would take him. Uh, this defense is soft, and yeah. uh, we can't run the ball, and wide receivers can't catch, and Bryce Young is most overrated returning. High. Like I saw all of this from Bama fans, except for the final week of the season, and then they were, we're one of the best four teams in the country. You can't tell me we don't deserve to be in. Nick Saban gets on national fil- television talking about they'd be favored in every game as if oh, that matters. Stop, stop playing with yourself. Yeah. Playing with yourself. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Anyway, uh, so now that Georgia has conquered the SEC championship hill, um, Stetson Bennett has an opportunity to be a national Mm. championship quarterback two years in a row. He's got an invitation to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And we had an interesting question that I think Paul needs to step up and answer. Mm. What is Is that? Stetson. Now, listen. This didn't originate with us now. This uh which one of which quarterback was it that tweeted Aaron this? Murray. Out? Aaron, Aaron Murray said Stetson Bennett's the best quarterback in Georgia history. Paul. No, I said the best Georgia Bulldog in history. You you did take it a step further. I just want to start at quarterback first. Is Stetson Bennett the best quarterback in the history of Georgia football? Accolades wise? No, just line up. However you want to slice this question, I want to know where do you put Stetson Bennett historically if he wins this title, plays well in this game, does that change it? Like, Tell me where he is right now in your mind, and does the final two games of this season have any bearing on whether or not that changes? That's tough. Um, Does the final two games have any bearing? I think so, yeah. I okay. think if he wins the second natty, I think that it's a guaranteed he's the best Georgia Bulldog ever. Uh, probably. Oh, period. So you're you're going to step outside of the. I, I think so. I mean, yeah, okay. you got to kind of look at it. I mean, yeah, you had Herschel, right? And okay. he, he he was he, he's in terms of uh, just dominance. Yeah, he's the best dominant player Georgia's ever had. Okay, but in terms of like accolades and stuff like that, but you had but but uh, it's tough, man. It's so tough. He'll he'll be definitely be the best quarterback of all time. Okay. for Georgia, no doubt. The so that, only, is that is that minus those two games? Like right now, has he already eclipsed the the? Yeah. The top of the, okay, so yeah. Stetson's best quarterback ever. You you agree with Aaron Murray? Yeah, 
I would say yes. And then the 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 thing that uh, could potentially put him over Herschel Walker would be winning the second national championship. Uh, right, but Herschel Walker was just. Doesn't I mean, he does. He doesn't need to win in New York, so he doesn't need a high. No, nah, okay. I don't. I don't think so. That, that's cool that he got to go. Right, and it's the first time an offensive player for Georgia has even been invited or even top ten. I think since nineteen ninety two. He should be there. He should be there. <clears throat> no, Talk about no. it, Kenny. Then, yeah. then, then who shouldn't? Then who should be? I mean, I would put Hendon Hooker. Hooker. I'm sorry. I would put Hinden. Drake May up there. Um. I, I, I'm put, not gonna go Drake May, but Hendon Hendon Hookers. He's no, you can put Jaden Daniels in there. Whoa, okay, you <laughs> jumped you out the window in, with Jaden Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, but at the same time, it's like it's it's he's like, come on, man. Like when you put up the numbers and you remove the the logos, he's so you you don't think Hendon Hooker had a better season than Stetson Bennett? No, it's statistically, statistically sure, but we're talking about a style of quarterback that that play style for Tennessee goes for Hendon Hooker. Like he's, he's a one read guy and then he's done. So Stetson, he, I can't tell you you, cause you guys didn't watch every Stetson game and I'm not, a, I am not I watched a, a lot of them. Okay. Stetson had probably 10 touchdowns that got down inside the five that were taken away from him and then given as rushing touchdowns to somebody else. But if we're that's talking football. about that's okay, that's it's football. But what I'm saying is if you're looking at who he, the stats he put up against top 25 teams, Mm-hmm. Compared to the other guys that are in New York, there's a, there's a thing floating around Twitter right now. He crushes everybody against top 25 teams. He played down to the other competition, which for a Heisman, for a Heisman, you have to, that's where you get your stats. You get your stats against Kent State and you get your six touchdown game against Missouri. He didn't do those things. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're looking down on him. If he had the, if he had 40 touchdowns, You'd be like, damn, dude, this dude should probably win the Heisman. But his leadership and his passing yards, they're there. Does he win it? Absolutely not. Caleb Williams is going to win it. But does he deserve a seat at the throne after two years? I mean, yes, a yearly yearly Heisman. But yeah, I think a lot of right. people are taking it into a two-year account for Stetson. I, 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 and I was going to say, I think a lot of people, uh, this is a cumulative award for Stetson Bennett, not a one-year award. But let's, look, let, let me look, ask I, this question. Let me ask this question, though. Which offense had more weapons, Tennessee or Georgia? Tennessee. What? What? <laughs> Are you being serious right now? Tennessee has that, more weapons than was Georgia? That thunder, was, was that thunder I just heard? <laughs> no, okay. I, I, come down I wanted to get a reaction. I, wanted I was to about react. to say, I, we can't be see because like... Y'all can see our face. Hyatt, okay, we, we, he probably is going to win the bullet. If he doesn't win the bullet, I think that's going to be a tragedy. But Hyatt, probably the best wide receiver in the country, but who has the be- who, who has the best tight end probably we've seen in college football in the last five six years? I'm not Darnell Washington mm. or Brock Bowers. Which one are you talking about? I, pick one. Yeah, pick saying, one. You, you could pick either one. Who uh, has the you, better I running back? Uh, Georgia. Okay, so you've got two great tight ends. Not good. Great tight ends. A stable of three, maybe even four running backs that could probably start anywhere in the country. Maybe three. Yeah. Uh, maybe four. Yeah. Maybe anywhere in the country. Yeah. Georgia's got better weapons all around on their offense. Probably has the better offensive line. The only difference I mean, is play style. That and that's what, and, and exactly, that's, that's exactly my point with Hendon Hooker getting the stats over Stetson. There's four running backs that are taking touches away. But They're I mean, that's the same down. thing for every Oklahoma guy that won the Natty as well. They, those guys playing under Lincoln Riley, all, well, all three of them, Kyler, didn't he win the Heisman? 
Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Hurts up for the Heisman? He was up for it, yeah. Yeah. And wasn't then Baker Mayfield win the Heisman? Yeah. They all played quarterback under Lincoln for a year or two. Mm-hmm. That's just that at the end of the day, it's a statistical. Yeah, award. nobody's like, doubting that. Yeah. Nobody's doubting that. Hendon should have been in Hendon should have been in there bracing all. Hendon should have won a game against Georgia and he could go to New York. He didn't. I think even if he lost, if he would have lost better, like if the style lost of better. loss was a like if the style of loss was better, like he played. If he had good, a better game. Yeah, yeah if, like he had, if he had a better, better statistical game, game against Georgia. I think it would it was his to lose for sure. Hendon played against his weaker competition, Hendon put up hella stats. And Stetson didn't. That's why Are you calling Bama that. his weaker competition? No. Come on. <laughs> he had a heck of a game against Bama, though. Well, he I'm did. saying. He had a good game. Right. I mean, but I'll tell you right now, I know of at least one person that is giving Stetson a first place Heisman vote. So there will be first place Heisman votes for Stetson. So I don't just doubt that he's going to get a couple of votes because I think, think people, again, mm-hmm. I think people respect what he's done over the last two seasons. Um, I think it's a stretch to call him the best player in college football this year, though. I think he gets second, though. Ooh, you think he gets second? He gets second. Huh, okay, that's interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens in New York coming up soon. Stetson Bennett anointed as the best Georgia quarterback ever, according to Paul. Yeah. Possibly the best Georgia Bulldog ever. It's close. You know, it's crazy to think it's close. I can't read. I can't read Yeah, I don't know what it's saying. It just says uh, breaking. Drake May is expected to put his name at the transfer portal. That's been rumored for a couple of days. So, yeah. Come on, Gator boy. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. The man doesn't want to go play for Billy Napier. Stop. Him him or Hartman will take one of them. Yeah. Every every rumor in the world says that he's probably going to Bama, but we'll see. Yeah, Ohio State, yeah. I mean, here's the the thing with Drake May and all these guys. It's a totally different ballgame, guys. Yeah, I know uh, we're going to listen. We're portal. here. Let's talk about the transfer portal yeah. right now since we're talking about it. It is a it is a totally different ballgame. Drake May, an established starter at UNC. Listen, that, when when Addison got in the portal last year after winning the Bolitnikov, I was like, okay, we're, this is silly. We're, we're we're officially in silly hours. Like, what are we doing? I understood that one. I understood I that one. one a little bit. Because he's losing his quarterback. Right. I mean, you, you were losing your quarterback, but man, come on, guy. Like, the, the transfer portal used to be the place for guys who didn't have a home to get a second chance. Now it's guys who want to trade up their situation, even if they're the star on their team. And like, paid. that's crazy. I mean, Drake May could have been the face of the ACC next year. Factual. He was the best yeah. quarterback in that conference. I'm like, sorry, he, like who, who's better than Drake May in the ACC? Nobody. Right. I mean, I, I don't, there's probably He's five, one of the best quarterbacks in the country say, last year. Yeah. 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 There's like five quarterbacks probably better than him last year. And he's transferring. That yeah. just goes to show you this NIL stuff, man. Like, while it had good intentions, guys, it had great intentions. This is, is. kind of this is what we're this is what you got to get used to now. If you're a fan of UNC, man, like you're on the up and up. You found this quarterback, you built him up, and now he's just gonna dip on you and go to bed. Like that ain't cool, man. That's not it's cool. crazy. It's I mean, but like so, I don't think I mean NIL definitely plays a huge part in this. I think the culture of what we've come to know as travel ball created a lot yeah. of this stuff i mean it's, yeah. it started with basketball basketball yes. with the aau culture started a lot of this but football has now been the place where it's come to roost and when the transfer portal rules got relaxed guys were just like all right well i'm gonna just go team up with my homeboy over here or this dude over here and they started shopping for situations 
Um, but NIL absolutely just it, it it turned it from like this small little cute monster that was kind of weird to this whole other uh, uncontrollable monster. I don't even know how you control that situation now. Yeah. Um, but we we were talking a little bit before we started about the transfer portal. Do we know how many players are currently in the transfer portal? It, it was over a thousand when I last looked. Altogether, yeah. from D one, D two, D three, I think they're over three thousand. That's nuts. Twenty twenty five hundred to to three thousand. That's nuts. And the majority of them are Division two. Like Division two has like a thousand fifty. D one is like nine hundred something. But see, that's that's where you used to see a lot of guys transferring. They wanted to transfer up, right? They were JUCO guys or whatever, and they're like, all right, cool. I did my time down here. I want to try to get into a better situation so I can improve my chances. That's not unusual, but it's the number of guys who are jumping out of Power 5 schools, who are jumping out of, I mean, really even Group of 5 schools that they were like the guy at their Group of 5 school. They're just like, nah, I'm out of here. And I think the NIL portion of that is really what's driving that because you can't get the same kind of NIL stuff at some group of five school or even at some lower power five schools that you can at some of these monsters out here. See, like yeah, I was, I, I, I was really cool with the transfer portal and things like that for guys like uh, I'll give you an example right here. Uh, where is he? I just I just saw him. Uh, Andrew Armstrong, a wide receiver out of Texas A&M Commerce, never heard of the school in my life, but the dude put up monster numbers at wide receiver. Okay, and now he has a chance to then transfer and go to a bigger school. What is what? What is JoJo Early, the wide wide receiver from Alabama, who was supposed to be the next big thing? Where is he going to go to get a better opportunity to play? Dominic Dominic Lovett from Missouri. That dude's a beast. Right? Yes, he's chasing a bag. Guaranteed, he's chasing a bag. And so, you know, it's it's highest bidder awards now, man. Right. It's crazy. Like, that's what I was, I loved about the transfer portal. And like, you know, th- that's why everybody, I think everybody like fell in love with Last Chance U too, was there was guys on there on their last chance, right? Like they needed this one stop in community college to really make an impact. And you saw it with Jermaine Johnson. He transferred to Georgia, then Florida State, and now he's in the league. Uh, that's what That's what I loved about this. Now it's just turned into a, a rodeo circus where the highest bidder gets the best players. Right. And what it's going to end up hurting, guys, is high school recruiting. That, so gonna, I, I was going to ask yeah. about, like, how do you feel like that is going to impact what the, oh, what's yeah. happening with kids in Tremendous. high school? Tremendously. Tremendously. I um, actually I interviewed a kid, uh, a three-star kid. Um, I can't remember his name now. God forgive me. But he's three-star, great route-running wide receiver, all state putting up gaudy numbers in Georgia, Southern Georgia. He has like an offer from Georgia Tech and like one other offer. And I asked him, I was like, do you think the portal hurts? He was like, man, he's like, the portal is killing us. Yeah. He's like, because you're not even getting the, unless you're like the top 100, right. top 200 player, you're not getting that attention because the portal is just, you're not getting it. And it hurts a lot of kids. It puts it, Puts them back like a year or two because now they're going to go D2 right. or they'll go to the small school to hopefully ball out to then get back in the portal to mm-hmm. see if they can get to a bigger school. And it's just like <laughs> you're wasting kids' lives and careers. And so so it, are we? do you think that um, talent evaluation is is now – like a lazy sport, right? Like you're you're not doing all the high school humps that you used to have to as a recruiter to try to get talent. Now you're just getting tape from 
you know, his previous college. Right. Yeah. Some all 22 film from his college. And you don't have to go sift through grainy high school footage to find some three star kid. Now, like, has it made those guys lazier to say, all right, well, I don't have to do all this stuff anymore. I can just go, you know, and, and, you know, it, it helps a little bit, right. When you're in an NIL era, because we talked a little bit about, you know, the money that a lot of these guys are getting. Think about Texas A&M giving all that money out. You maybe you get a guy who's more a little, little more proven, right? You know what he's going to do at a collegiate level because you don't have to try to figure out can he make the transition up to college. You watched him play college ball for a year and a half, two years, right? But is it is it making him lazy though? Like, I don't know if it's making him lazy, but it's making it just like you said those three stars, those diamond in the rough, where you, you're cutting film at three a.m. and you find him and you're like, man, this kid is this is the next like Lad McConkey, for instance, you know, for mm-hmm. Georgia. Like, I don't know if you're gonna, I don't know if you have time. To go or, scout or Judkins for for Ole yeah. Miss, right? Correct. Darius Tony. Yeah, I don't think you have time for those kids to really grind your teeth and watch their film when you can. Oh, instead, hey, instead, let's just go to the portal and let's get uh, Dante Thornton from Oregon, right? You know, let's get Dominic Levitt from Missouri and just call it a day. And and I don't have to sit here and grind and hope that he comes to my school. And you know, it, it's tough, man. And I think we're only like I like I said. We're only seeing the beginning of this right now. I mean, Georgia's yeah. going to have some kids transfer. You're going to have the four programs that are in the college football playoff had kid, have kids transfer. Kenny, what's your number of Florida kids already already transferring? Um, I believe we're at 19 or 20. That's insane. That's insane. And I guarantee you that out of the 20, three or four of them have le- legit shots to go somewhere and potentially start like Collier, the safety, maybe Donovan McMillan, um, Naquan Wright, if he goes to the right, you know, situation. Um, Dewan Black, you know, if he goes to a right situation. But for the most of the guys, they were backup, special teams, third, fourth string. So it's like you're leaving a team mm-hmm. to go to another team to potentially sit in the same spot. Yeah. I think, I mean, so what's crazy about a lot of this is, um, like, it, are 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 those guys being impatient or are they being processed out, right? Like, that's the thing that you have to wonder yeah. about some of these situations where it's like the, the coaches have to play the game too. They realize I need to upgrade at every position and maybe my best way to upgrade isn't to develop this kid, is to go find somebody who's already developed and replace them on my roster, right? And so that's why I wonder, like, have we started to get into the lazy portion of college coaching where it's like, I don't, I don't have, I'm not going to develop anything. I'm not going to go look, sift through high school footage to find a guy who can be developmental. I'm not even going to bring a guy in in a class and wait for him to develop. I'm just going to say, you know what? This didn't pan out year one, year two for you. Let me go find somebody in the portal to replace you because I need to win now. I don't have to, I don't have three. The, the patience for these athletic directors and, and boosters, and it's, it's getting super thin. <laughs> with these coaches, man, and they are in win now mode all across the country. So, is it is it and, and and I ask again, is it laziness or is it just yo like is it the pressure of I need to win and let me just get this kid up off my rosters because I I need a scholarship spot? Like, what do you feel like is is, is happening? I mean, I think it's a mix. Um, I think you have the the teams that are going that are separating themselves, like the Georgias, Bamas, um, like Billy has fifty on the staff. Now that 50 on the staff looks kind of like, okay, because we can, <laughs> we're going to need 50 people to go through all these transfers. Mm. Um, 
So I think it's a little bit of both. You're you're you have to get portal guys, you have to improve your roster, but it's it's convenient. It's very convenient to just look and be like, hey, he knows the game. I can talk to him. I can recruit him a lot differently than I would a high school kid. Mm. I think that, and I think it's also what you said. I don't know if it's so much laziness, Ike. I really think it's more the win now. Yeah. I think it's you've got a two, maybe three-year window at some of these big colleges. And like you said, am I going to wait around on this kid who back in the day, 10 years ago, I could develop him in his junior and senior year. I could rely on him to be a, a, a college starter on my football team. Right. I don't have that luxury anymore to wait on that kid. I've got to go get DJU out of the portal to be my quarterback this year so I can win eight games and save not only my coaching spot, but all of my coaches with me too. Right. So I think that has a huge play in it. Win now is, is so big. Do you all think that uh, that's what's happening with Bama? It's happening on the negative aspect because just like you said, their championships and their dynasties and runs were built on the back of juniors and seniors. Yes. The guys that would sit down for three years and they're like, hey, I just need that one year at Bama to get it done. I go first round. Now, those kids are leaving. Like you see, they lost three linemen. All yeah. American, like starters, yeah, because they're going to chase the bag. I think I think the game is changing, and I think it's going to be interesting to see. He's done it so far in his career, but how does Coach Nick Saban adjust to the new game of it's not can I develop my program better? It's really can I just go snatch talent better than every, anybody else? And he, you know, he's complained about this for a while. I don't think he complained because he didn't feel like he could do it. I think he understood that this is what we were unleashing on the world. It's like, okay, if you guys want to do this, you just realize you just opened the door for all of your best players to want to come play for me, right? Like, now don't complain when they when they do it. But it all he also realized that meant the players who were on the bottom end of the barrel, he's going to have to cut some of those guys loose. But um, that was what that was what like Kenny said. That's what Bama did so such a good job of yeah. was they kept guys around for three four three four years and they were like, hey, this is your year to start and then first round pick. Yeah, uh, like the the linemen f- for a while there wasn't it like Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, like those guys didn't get yeah. much. I don't want to say it's those two guys, but it was around that same time. A lot of those yeah. guys didn't get much PT, and then they became first round picks. Like <laughs> that's not happening anymore. What what this does do. And I think this helps the argument uh, for the 12-team expansion playoff is now the parity in, in college football, it is, it is that much more wide. I mean, you can, have a, you can make a run. In two years, you can make a run with nothing but transfers. You could do the Dion strategy, right? Yeah. You, you could do the Dion strategy, bring in 40, 50 transfers. I mean, because I don't Just think there's a cap. Load up your roster, yeah. Load up your roster. Not and make more. A, yeah, there's not a cap. So make a run, Right. And if you don't, hey, guys, we tried. Yeah. Uh, I'm on to my next gig because I won 11 games with these guys. And uh, your program is now in complete shambles because every one of these guys uh, is barely passing and doesn't care about school at all. And it's not going to be here come yeah. January. So That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I think about um, when you talk about the whole Bama thing, I think about kids like Ruben Foster, right, who was like yeah, a special man. teams guy for two years. And then yeah. – had an amazing senior season and got, you know, first round draft picked in the NFL, right? Um, but I mean, there are stories like that all up and down college football that I, I wonder how often you're going to see those anymore. Um, I mean, there, there are some guys who are on their third stint in the transfer portal already. 
right? You think about uh, JT Daniels, perfect example. JT yeah. Daniels, yeah, JT Daniels you know and Keaton Slovis, both of them started at USC as quarterbacks, and now they're both in the portal for the third time. Crazy, absolutely like, crazy was, times. He, but, JT Daniels is going to play for four college football teams. Yeah, I just I don't I, I don't understand, man. But you know what? Like, how does you, he have this availability? Like. And apparently he's got, and apparently I read that he's he got two play, years left. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. If he wants to take a medical red shirt and he's got his COVID year. So he's got like two years of availability. If I was him, if I was him, I, I swear on everything, I would go play at my fourth school and then enter the portal again and play at five schools and be the only person to ever play at five schools. Just to set would, the record. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, because he's not going to make it to the league. So do something right. Be the, be known as the portal guy. You know, like this Don't guy transferred five times and started get five some kind of NIL deal about uh, transportation or something like yeah. that. Don't get a deal with yes. Hertz. Yeah. The transfer portal mascot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for Ruiz and Life Wallet. Oh, man, <laughs> that is crazy. All right, man. So last thing I want to talk about, we let's let's take a trip down to Gainesville real quick. And I want to talk about your guy. We talked about it a little bit. Oh. AR-15. Mm. He went ahead Man. and he said, I'm out, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, I don't know that it was completely unexpected. Again, we talked about it last time, but what are the feelings in Georgia now that the guy is gone and the guy behind, well, actually, I don't want to talk about the guy behind the guy because that's a yeah. whole other situation. Yeah, but the yeah, guy yeah, is I gone. Not, I do that. But um, <laughs> what are the feelings in Gainesville about the prospects? Like, what is Billy Napier going to do at quarterback now? Uh, we have Rashada coming in. Amen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Rashad, what are you going to do in your bowl game? <laughs> right. Man, so the funny thing is, rumors are that Jack Miller is still nursing that hand or like the thumb. Like he has surgery on his thumbs, not healing correctly. So we may be going with our freshman, Max Brown, who is, he's a talented, like, little guy. Like he's a, he reminds me of like a Stetson, right? Like he can make a few moves. And move around, move around. He has a great arm. He could do all that. But he hasn't played one mm. touch. Mm. I think in a spring game, he maybe threw he maybe played once. I don't even think he had a snap in a in a spring game. Wow. Like mm. yeah. Thankfully, we run majority of the time, but boy, <laughs> I don't, I have no idea what we're gonna do at quarterback. Um AR leaving is definitely a uh it's not so within Gainesville, people aren't sad that he's leaving per se, because a lot of people were calling, like, hey man, go be great. Um, we knew that he was leaving, like realistically, like we knew he was leaving. Right. And the growing pains of do you want to go through that again another year? Or would you just rather have a new quarterback who's a little bit more consistent, play a little bit better? You know, you know what you're getting from him day to you know, week to week. But uh, hopefully he just goes to the league and he uh he goes to a system that uses him properly and he doesn't have to go and be the face of a franchise. Cause I don't think he's ready, but you know, that's me. Okay. Well, we can I, give a, can I give a little piece on that? Yeah, go ahead. So I got a little insider info, uh, that he might impress scout so much. He might be the first pick in the overall draft. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. A little insider for you there. You heard it here I mean, first. He's gonna tear it up at the combine. If he goes he to the combine first. and he throws, they're gonna be impressed at his arm. They're gonna look at his his forty time, and they're gonna look at his broad jump and and his cone and whatever other thing. And he's gonna blow people's minds 
with his athleticism. Um, and then they're going to set up all the best throws in the world for him at the pro day. And he's going to throw some 60 yard ridiculous bomb. That's going to get played over and over again for weeks and weeks and weeks on ESPN leading up to the draft. And, uh, you know, some scout is going to sit in a room with him and they're just going to be mesmerized. I am 100% confident of it, but to your point, Kenny, He's got to go to the right situation, man. Because if somebody <laughs> expects him to come in there and be the savior of their franchise, if he ends up like at Carolina or something, oh god! Like I just, I mean, what's funny is that the, I just looked up a mock draft, and that was the first first one had him pick five to Carolina. That would be, ta- I mean, that would be horrendous for him. Sure. But the thing is, yes. nobody like who's going to waste a first round pick on him because just like the NCAA. NFL is winning now too. Like yeah. they want you to come in and, and that's ball. I just I I don't know that you can turn your franchise over to him right now. Like he's not ready. You can't. He's so what? So so okay. So you said everybody in Gainesville was happy for him. Like hey, go get your bag. But you guys really in the back of your head know he probably needs another year, right? No, we do. Like the fans, we we know he needs another year. Um, but we also understand that realistically, he's going to get that bag. Like. The amount of money it would probably take to keep him from even going into the draft would be nuts. Um, simply because you know he knows crazy, his value. Do you know, how, do you know how crazy that sounds, though? That two yeah. years ago, if you said that out loud, like people would have thought you were absolutely crazy. Yeah. How much money we would have to pay him to keep him at Florida? But it's a real thing now. It's a hundred percent a real thing now. Like, yeah, the, the bag. What you just said, the bag we would have to drop on him to keep him in Gainesville. You said that two years ago. People are like. Excuse me? You said right. what? Don't, yeah. Don't dare say, especially with in Gainesville, like, you know, we don't, you said, we don't do that. We don't do that here. But, you, said, <laughs> you know what? You know what's so crazy? Hard and, yeah, go ahead. That, but that's I think that's so crazy that people actually, for whatever reason, had this arrogance of feeling like their program was the one that stayed above board. And I was just like, have y'all won anything? Because if you have, you're lying to yourself. Like, there's no way you're routinely getting five stars and none of those kids are getting anything. Like, I'm just sorry. Like, that. that's just not been a thing for forever, but <laughs> pre-NIL. And for you that's to sit here and try to... Act, coming out. Hell, like, bro, <laughs> now that the joint is legal, it's probably going to be people telling all kinds of stories. They were like, yeah, well, you know, and... 1995, I was blah, blah, blah. And I was, right. you know, dropping off uh, bags on somebody's back porch that had, you know, $10,000 in a duffel bag. Yep. Like that. Hey, happened. those are real things, bro. Like that happened. Which McCall already dropped that story. Um, What's uh, Fred Taylor? Yeah. Also, I'm saying, yeah, Fred Taylor did talk yeah. about that on, on I Am Athlete. He's like, yo, that's just that, ha- that happened all the time, man. And so, I don't know. People are trying to act like their program was the the darlings of the world, and we we would never. Oh my god! Like we are and and ragging on other people who do it. Like I I, I had my fun talking about Tennessee with the McDonald's bags. Don't get me wrong. Um, Turned out to be Chick Fil A bags, so they're oh, a little bit more sturdy. Okay, a little more sturdy. But that, yeah, that, that is that better. Came, that came out like two weeks ago, Ike. That it was Chick Fil A bags, not McDonald's. So he had a little class to it, you know. Yeah, I, a nice chicken sandwich instead of a McDouble. So. I'm I'm good with that. Then it's that's better actually. Yeah. Good yeah, job, yeah. Pruitt. Going going with the you know the the nice red white bag with the red trim on mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. to put your um ill gotten gains in. Cool with that. All right, but no, but again, like people trying to act like it just didn't happen everywhere is silly. Like it's just it's absolutely ludicrous, and I I am 
baffled that there are people who still believe that their program is the one Santa Claus out there. It's like, no, he's real. It's, it, it really happens <laughs> right. here. Like and, I, and, if, and if your program didn't, then it's like, man, you guys are three and eight. Right. Guys, like, <laughs> like, I could believe sure. Vanderbilt didn't cheat. Like, you don't like, have to I, convince me Vandy I, didn't cheat. Like, I, I, could, cool. I could believe Colorado didn't. Like, one yeah. and 11, it's like, yeah, we Colorado just. Colorado wasn't cheating. We got, but now Colorado's got Dion. It's like Mer- Mercer was huh. not cheating all these years. We're I right. got technically, you. It's, <laughs> technically it's, it's within the rule book. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Is, <laughs> did that's y'all, where it's going to come. I don't know if y'all want to wrap up sooner or not, but uh, before we go, did y'all see the video? I know Kenny did, man, because I, I commented on his Instagram story where uh, the girl was like, hey, I can't wait to get Dion. And he's like at the HBCU and like the whole crowd's going crazy. And they're like, no, you're just getting Dion, and then it yeah, cuts yeah. to like Dion walking in front, and like it's the Colorado band, like yeah, yeah. you're not, you're not <laughs> getting the whole. He's gonna bring his swagger, but he's not going to bring the HBCU culture. Like that's <laughs> no. not how that works. He doesn't get to have the band transfer with him, <laughs> no, and, and the alumni and the student base. So yeah, it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be one of the more interesting things to see that what the game day experience looks like in Colorado with Dion Sanders there. Because like the the difference between the locker room and the field is probably going to be drastic. I'm I am really curious. Yeah, because know, he's he about to flip that locker room. What I'm saying the locker room is going to be Dion when he gets out to oh, the yeah. field. Though it's going to be Colorado. Mm. <laughs> so like I don't you can't you can't make the band all of a sudden be an HBCU band. Oh no, you can't make it's... the fans all of a sudden like. Oh, Auburn, they, they try to do the swag surf every game. And, you know, you see these very Oof. uncoordinated people trying to do it every And it's like, I get it. It's very hype. But trust me, this goes way different <laughs> when, if, if this song dropped at an HBCU. It feels different in the, in the stadium. So the fact I just don't that LSU plays do. neck is amazing to me. And they get it off. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yo, I just I don't think at, they know the people. I just looked this up. Stadium. So. So Colorado, Colorado is in for a awakening with Dion. TCU, I'll be there first week. Uh, yeah, it's in Fort Worth. Yeah, nice. it's like twenty minutes from my house. So uh, Colorado guys, four percent African American. Mm-hmm. That I don't think they've ever seen anything like Dion up there. It's going no. to be. Uh, quite the show, like you said, the the field and the crowd is going to be quite different. Yeah, but uh, hopefully you know they play a little swag surf, like you said, Ike, and and yeah, that, we'll, that we'll cures see. everything. That we'll cures we'll everything. see what happens. It's going to be super interesting to see what they decide to do to try to change the game day environment that will because, match whatever you know energy Dion wants. Want, yeah, yeah, you know Dion's going to want that to change. It's, like, he's got to. There's no way he's going to bring all these. He's, he, he's trying to bring 20 kids from Jackson State. Do you think he wants to have them come up there and listen to whatever the Colorado band is playing? No. Nickelback? Like, yeah. Pooh is going to be on pregame, and folks are going to be like, what is that? How many do you think he's really going to bring from Jackson State? I don't know how many. You know, he said 20. He said, I got 20 guys, you know, ready to like, but... I don't know how many of those Jackson. I mean, a lot of those Jackson State kids transferred in there already, so I don't know yeah. what their transfer eligibility is going to be. Um, but I can, I would be shocked—not just Jackson State, but just overall—I'd be shocked if there aren't like forty kids that are transferring into Colorado next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I asked a buddy of mine. I'll ask. I'll ask both you guys. How many starters from Colorado's team last year? So twenty-two, Two. right? Two. Offense, defense. How many starters? Two at that? most. Like I've not, I haven't watched their offensive line, but I'm just assuming from their record that yeah. they don't have a great offensive line. Um, 
there there might be like two or three guys out of the 22 starters that end up yeah. still being starters. And that's not on special teams. It's not on special teams. You <laughs> no, got 22. Yeah, no. <laughs> o and D. I said one. I said one. Yeah, one I mean, or two. I'd be, I'd be you probably curious. have like a corner or safety or something. Yeah, I probably can... got like one like super ambitious linebacker or something that's like playing out of his mind. Yeah, or something, but like, yeah. But yeah. like skill positions, like I don't, I don't see it happening yeah. with any of those. You know, you, you already know where the quarterback is coming from. He, he literally you know, said it in the conference. Yeah, he he's said, like, he's, raise your hand, son. All right, there's your quarterback there's right your quarterback. there. All right. <laughs> um, the the guys on the outside, as far as corners, safeties, no. Um, I, I mean, they might have some kind of workhorse defensive lineman that's like good in the trenches, but he's going to want to get speed around the edge. So, like, maybe there's some offensive linemen, but he's probably going to want to go get portal guys for that, too. So, I just – I don't know, man. Like I said, two. I, if, if it's more than two, the, I would take an over-under. If it's, if it's like two – if it was at two and a half, I'd take the under. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Because, yeah. like, you could see it in those kids' faces in that, in that press oh, conference. Oh, they looked hurt. Bro, they looked – Scared, bro. I mean, some of those and, um, guys are like, yeah, I get it, right? And they'll probably stick around because they want to try to ride the wave. But, like, some of those kids are just like, man, it's some bullshit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> did, you, did, you see, did you see when he said take your hats off and, like, the one kid in the back took his hat off? I was like, that kid's going to stay. But, like, the kids in the front with the hat still on, they were like, nah, I'm out of here. And then he said, look, before y'all go out there and talk to each other yeah, behind my back, I'm right here. Good. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, he's like, he's like, I know, I know a lot of y'all gonna want to go out of this room and start talking, but I'm here right now. Ask your questions. Get it out right now. That's and, real, and bro. The one dude back in the corner was like, "How many of the uh, staff do you think is gonna stick?" He's like, "I'm bringing in my own guys." Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "None of them. I'm not I'm not keeping none of your coaches. I ain't keeping the equipment, folks. I'm not keeping your strength and conditioning. We're changing the uniforms. Yeah. Y'all ain't wearing no hats cleats. in the meetings. We uh, under armor. I don't nothing. care what they say. We're <laughs> under armor." Yo, but um, I saw uh, I saw a report from a um, a supposedly a parent of a kid, and uh, the kid called um, talks to his parent was like, "Hey, you know, Dion came in and I'm ready to get to work." He's like, "It's a lot of guys that's you know kind yeah. of fidgety, but he said like, I'm ready to get to work." Yeah, and uh, who knows, man? I, I I think this was one of the most important weeks. Fun weeks. Yeah, it's been crazy. College football. For sure. And I think it's only going to get crazier with this transfer portal, man. I'm and looking forward to seeing after a week of how many names are in there and kids start taking these visits and all that kind of stuff, how some of this stuff shakes out. It's going to be super interesting. Yeah. Super. And, and a lot more NFL draft declarations coming out in the next week for sure. Oh, yeah. Hell, you might as well go to the draft. There's not, there's, I mean, everybody wants to transfer college. Go to the draft. You got a you better shot in the draft. <laughs> right, straight up, man. Go, go play in one of these other leagues or something like yeah. that, right? You know what I'm saying? So like, we'll see how yeah. it goes, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. But anyway, all right, so let's get out of here, man. I know we got other things that need to get popped off. But before we go, as always, we'll start with you this time. Kenny B, tell them where, hey. you, can fi- where you can find you. Hey, man, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. T2T underscore KB2 toe-to-toe sports. That's where I'm at daily. Yes, sir. Paul, what's up? Hey, man, find me over on Twitter. If you don't know now, you know P. Meharry, M-A-H-A-R-R-Y. And you can check out Georgia Bulldogs football on YouTube for all your Georgia football needs. Ike, where are they going to find you at? 
As always, TWR Ike Jones is where I'm tweeting. You can find me at The War Report as well on YouTube and all that good stuff. I'm out here doing all this Auburn content, man. We appreciate y'all for locking in. We are making our final stop here on the Auburn Express, the A-Man Corner here, man. And we will be back at y'all next week. Until next time, peace. Peace.